0: This is the Pete Wong Podcast, sharing the things that I love with those that I love. I've always wanted to talk about the things that I care about in life. People have told me time after time, why don't you just share more of you? And with that, let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Pete Wong Podcast. How are you doing lately? First, before we begin... Uh, today's topic wanted to uh, just thank everyone for your thoughts and concern and even your advice regarding the previous episode and my experience with anxiety and having a, an anxiety attack. I just want everyone to know that things have gotten a lot better. I have been continually educating myself, learn about uh, how to manage uh, stress, how to take care of myself better and learning from what happened. Also giving myself grace that what happened is not anything to be ashamed of, to feel down about or to feel like, like I've regressed or um, lost something i i think that what's what's helping is to learn more about anxiety to to learn that it's it's a process it's a of course we wouldn't want anyone to have to deal with if they can but the fact that if you do have it it's okay and to get the help needed either prior to, or if you are um, like me, where the symptoms uh, have amped up and you need, you need to seek medical attention, um, please do. I've been working a lot on my um, just taking deep breaths and also working on those things that have triggered me. I want to encourage everyone to, if you're dealing with it, I hope you feel encouraged to ask others about it because um, I'm, I'm finding that A lot of people that I know have actually experienced it. So I just want to say thank you. Still welcoming more advice, more tips if you have it. I think I'm just going to dive right into today's topic. Came across a YouTube clip, and it was Joe Rogan. um, And it wasn't actually for Joe Rogan's podcast, but it was actually for uh, another podcast, uh, Breaking Points podcast. And they were interviewing Joe at his studio. <laughs> so it was it was it was neat because they said that they flipped it around where they were able to ask Joe the questions. And one of the segments that I saw, uh, Joe Rogan had talked about what it's like living and breathing and um being in Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles, California. If you get a chance, check it out. Uh, I think it's really important, uh, not specifically as an attack on on LA, but more like bringing perspective. It encouraged me to want to share my experience uh, in the film industry, also finding myself in Los Angeles, because a lot of the things that he said, I definitely can relate to of course not everything he said but much of what he said I definitely could relate to and um, but I also have my own experiences that I wish that I wanted to share I guess the first place to start is at some point I got really into Kung Fu movies here in Minnesota. There's a theater Riverview theater. Shouts out to Riverview theater. Riverview theater is a theater in South Minneapolis and, uh, an organization that I used to actually work for, uh, Asian media access used to host or show late night, midnight showings of Hong Kong movies, Friday night saturday night and i believe saturday mornings my friends and i would gather up and we would go to the friday midnight showings almost every week i mean as long as they had the the movies that we wanted to see that's where it began for me um as you can see i still love the martial arts i still love uh movies that's a bruce lee poster uh a giant wall-sized bruce lee poster i'm still a fan and inspired by Hong Kong films, and what it what it what it is about Hong Kong films is that it's my people, it's my culture, and it's also it tapped back into when I was a child, my brother and my family would watch uh, on VHS tape uh, Jackie Chan. Uh, Some of Jackie Chan's uh, earlier films, uh, particularly Snake in the Eagle's Shadow and Drunken Master on one VHS tape. Those recordings were in the original Cantonese language, which is my family's uh, main language before coming to the United States. So I grew up hearing, listening, speaking to my best ability, uh, Chinese, Cantonese. Flash forward to, I believe, 1995, 1994. I saw different films, but it was when I saw Jet Li's Once Upon a Time in China where he played the folk hero Wang Feihong on the big screen. Imagine a 15-year-old who at a young age watched kung fu movies sees Jet Li on the big screen, and it was epic. I fell in love with movies, I fell in love with martial arts, I fell in love with, yes, I fell in love with Jet Li at that time. After that, I started to, with the same friends, start learning martial arts. Started making films, I met different uh, filmmakers, uh, actors, uh, different production uh, people. I learned more about films. I learned about all kinds of films. Foreign films, uh, uh, French New Wave films were some of my favorite. The 70s era of uh, American cinema, you know, with the Godfathers and and, uh, Martin Scorsese, Taxi Driver. Eventually, I had this dream. It's interesting because you hear people say it a lot. Making films is like a dream, and for some people, a dream they want to come true. So I was here in Minnesota doing my doing productions and uh, making my own films, and I didn't know how to quote-unquote break in. I didn't know what I had to do, who I had to talk to, what it needed to happen, And eventually I just got to a point where I got so frustrated. I had so much high expectations that eventually I just started to just focus on making films that I wanted to do and tell the stories that I wanted to do and not worry about budget, not worry about too many things, and just more like really work on the craft. And eventually I made a documentary film on my father. And after making that film, I had just graduated um, my university. After making the documentary, I took a trip to Hong Kong because I wanted to see those places that my family um, had talked about in the documentary and and the places that I had researched and uh, dug up history, told aspects of it in the documentary on my father. I found myself in Hong Kong and I met some young filmmakers and everyone was really cool, really kind. When I was in Hong Kong, I volunteered for a uh, independent uh, film festival and it was cool because at that film festival, I got to meet uh, some filmmakers that I had seen their movies, just getting more involved into that lifestyle in that world. Um, with films and um, film festivals and I left Hong Kong and returned to Minnesota and I worked uh, at that time I was driving a, uh, a short bus uh, for a nonprofit organization and that's how I was uh, surviving and saving my money because I had met somebody on my on my trip I decided to go back to Hong Kong I didn't really care what I was gonna do I just knew that I wanted to get away uh, leave the United States and give my give a shot in Hong Kong. I was teaching uh, English drama in Hong Kong. I would be doing freelance filmmaking. I would help however I could, video editing uh, for weddings, any productions. Basically, I was I would do whatever I could to get on a set or to to shoot something or whatever. And eventually, I got into um, I auditioned for some uh, commercials and I I landed them. Uh, or I got them, uh, what do they say, uh, booked. So I was living this kind of, not necessarily dual life, but duality life, where I was a teacher, and then I was uh filmmaker, actor, uh, performer. In the back of my head, I always was wanting or f- having this 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 feeling like, I wish I could just be doing the filmmaking. I wish I could be doing the the acting. I didn't mind teaching, but I I wish I didn't, I wish I did more of the filmmaking. And I'm sharing this because I think the entertainment industry is like that. I believe it's because it's, it's so competitive. People are finding all different ways to get in or people are finding all different ways to get connected um, to the right people. Uh, as they say, it's it's not uh, what you know, it's who you know, right? I think it's what you know and who you know. But I was in Hong Kong and enjoying my life, enjoying uh, personal, professional. I was enjoying it all. And uh, eventually I answered an ad and it was an internship with a film production company. In the description, they said this intern would be reading scripts. I remember back in Minnesota, I always just wanted an opportunity, a position where I could just read scripts. Because that's one of the things that they encouraged, that they said uh, when you're writing screenplays, is to read scripts. And that's one of the things that I used to read about, saying if you want to be a writer, if you wanna have a career in screenwriting, see if you can get a gig reading scripts or covering scripts or rewriting scripts. So I was interning with this production company. My duties were to help the film producer with any tasks that was needed uh, for the producer to do uh, their job. Though the position gave me opportunity to truly Get the kind of film making experience. I mean, we were making films. We might not have been making the super million dollar films that you see in the in the cinema. The production, the budget was a, and the and the um, and the crew who was hired was definitely a step um, above or more than what I was accustomed to in Minnesota, and that's what I was looking for. There were some very difficult times. If someone told me to do something, I did it. If someone didn't like something I did and I got punished for it or I got rep- rep- reprimanded, reprimanded uh, for it, I allowed it to, I accepted it because in the back of my mind, I thought that this was part of what it takes to get the opportunity. There were many times when I wanted to just call it quits because I didn't like the feeling of walking on eggshells. I didn't like the feeling of Making a mistake and having to deal with the consequences of it, i didn't like not knowing something and yet having the expectation that I should know it. There were many times when I went out of my way to try to do something. I took the responsibility because I was the i was I was that intern I was the one that was willing to sacrifice to learn sacrifice to get the opportunity. I got more encouraged because the more I f- the more effort that I put towards it, as much as I didn't like it, as much as I felt uh, probably stressed, anxiety at, at moments, afraid, fearful, I got to hang out with actors that I grew up as a kid watching their films. I got to talk to these people that I at one point admired because of their accomplishments in the industry. At the same time, I also got enticed by the perks. Before I went to Hong Kong, I never drank coffee. And every day in the uh, production office, my, my boss would say, he'd give me some money and be like, uh, get me X, Y, and Z and whatever you want and then he'd say just give me the change. I grew up in a you know in a household where we didn't always get that drink that we might have wanted or you know we certainly didn't get coffee every day uh from Starbucks or what have you. At that time it felt kind of nice, kind of cool to to be able to toss around money like like it was mine. I could order whatever I want like he said. I think back to who I was back then and I think about this Young, 20-something, eager, beaver, hungry, just, you know, wide-eyed, um, somewhat green, but worked hard at wanting to learn the ins and outs of the industry, ins and outs of the craft. I wanted to act, I wanted to be a leading guy, I'm sorry, a leading character, leading male character in films. I'll take any character character. I wanted to write stories, write scripts. I wanted to direct. But in the back of my mind, I was always hearing what others were saying. I was always hearing what the DVD commentaries mentioned or what a book told me. Never, during that time, I never, ever, Listen to my own voice. I never, ever trusted myself, and I didn't have the confidence too. I would never stick up for myself because I was afraid of losing my job. I was afraid of losing my position. I didn't want to lose that opportunity that might be just around the corner. if I met somebody uh, or if I hustled and, I, and then, you know they, they saw that. I didn't want to miss out on that opportunity. But never ever did I listen to my own voice. Never ever did I have the confidence to speak up for myself. I just did what I was told. Except there was one time. There was one time on the, on the set we were, we were making a film in China. In mainland China. I was, I was in the office working on something. But then when I came out and i talked to one of the one of the assistants uh he looked sad he looked down and uh somebody told me that uh he got yelled at i don't know if this is correct but i i heard that he got physically like pushed but i told him and this was surprising that i actually said this but i told him i said you know i know we're here to do a job i know that we're here to get an opportunity and grow our career or what would possibly could be our career. If anything, our passion, a line has to be drawn. I don't care who you are. I don't care what position you have. I'm a human being. You have no right to put your hands on me. And I told this to this young uh, gentleman and he just nodded and said, as if he knew what I was talking about, but given the position that he was in or the position that he felt he was in, he couldn't do it. And he just put his head down and walked away. It was experiences like this that made me really question, what's what's more valuable? What's more a priority in my life? To be told, to be disrespected, Or a possibility of an opportunity? I'm not saying that I have an answer. I just want to put that out there for for you listeners. Something to think about. What's worth giving up or giving into for the sake of your career, position, a paycheck i stuck out that internship for another film at some point things were changing in my life and i realized i didn't need this anymore personal things had changed um we were moving back to the united states and um i had to end the internship but i look back at those experiences and i don't have any regrets because they truly did make me who i am today It is difficult to provide an answer or an antidote for those that are in that type of situation. But I will say, for a kid growing up in Minnesota, a Chinese, Cantonese, growing up on Kung Fu movies, I have to feel blessed and feel grateful. In my mind, I had this dream of wanting to be involved with films, wanting to make films, wanting to meet some of the heroes. I grew up watching their film films. I met a few of them while just living in Hong Kong. I never met Jet Li. It almost happened. But I did meet Donnie Yen And I did meet Jackie Chan. Well, wait. I did meet Jackie Chan. Uh, I saw Jackie Chan. Uh, But Andy Lau. Karina Lau. um, uh, Karina Lam. Sorry, not Karina Lau. um, Lomang from the Shaw Brothers era. Five Deadly Venoms. Gordon Liu. Um, uh, many of you know him. Know him from the uh, Quentin Tarantino films, um, Kill Bill. Another uh, chant. Uh, another martial art hero during the Shaw Brothers era. Um, then I met some young actors. I mean, this is the thing that we do. This industry makes us name drop. Makes us feel like. We we use names to measure how much we've accomplished or how much we've achieved. And I'm not saying it's wrong or it's right. I'm just sharing this with you because it didn't sit well with me. And I think that's why ultimately the universe showed me a different direction. You see... Joe Rogan in the podcast talked about how Hollywood is made up of people trying to impress other people. Trying to prove to others that they are worthy or that they are qualified or they should get that job, that gig. Just like in the production office, you have these headshots of, of people on the walls. Just like I have uh, right here, right? I mean, these aren't headshots, but like they're just on the wall and they're people. It's an interesting thing that happens in casting that I think many actors don't know. There are so many circumstances that determine whether or not you get casted. Sometimes it's, we need somebody right now, let's just grab this person. Sometimes it's, it really is, that look only sometimes it's your 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 qualifications your experience sometimes it's oh this person is gonna uh for sure bring in more people to come watch the film sometimes it's well she's a popular doing this let's bring her in that doesn't sit well with me i didn't know why i fought it for so long Why can't I just let go? Why can't I just accept that this is how the industry works? And I did, eventually. But what I realized is that I have this one life. And in this lifetime, who do I want to be? How do I want to live? What appeared to me is this thinking of I don't like that feeling of not being myself of not being able to be genuine of not needing to live or say or do things in the hopes or have expectation or a desire from someone to give me something It wasn't easy, and for a long time, I would go back and forth like, oh, you know, I, I still want to do films. And and here's the thing, because I know I'm, I'm going to get some people, you know, wanting to jump in and, and argue with me, which is fine. But I'm not saying that all productions, that all um, all aspects of the entertainment industry is was is like what I experienced it's not uh since then uh you know I lived in LA for seven years you know before the pandemic and I got on productions and I you know did a a little bit I didn't do a lot uh, of stuff but I did a little bit still like you know I enjoyed it still and made my own films and Uh, Helped other people on theirs. What I realized is that it really comes down to who you find yourself associating with. Whether by choice or by circumstance. Within that relationship. Whether personal, professional, whatever. How, who are you in there? What Joe Rogan was saying In LA you meet a lot of people Who are struggling Who are suffering Because they think They have to Pretend They think that they have to Please somebody In order to Get the next opportunity the next job and of course you want to get that gig so you can work so you can provide for yourself and do the thing that you love that you grew up loving possibly what really comes down to is how much are you willing to give up how much are you willing to be or not be in that process that dynamic with the the whether it's one person, a group of people, an entire production. I know that there is many people who are happy who are happy working in the industry. They found their place, they found their people, and that is the secret. Wherever you are, it's important for your mental health, for your well-being, to be. Seen, cared for, wanted, validated for who you are. If you're somebody who feels like you have to put up a mask, who, who has to put up a front to get that gig, to get that paycheck. I hope that you find more people who give you permission to be yourself than Surround yourself with those people that don't give a shit about you. Because really, that's what it comes down to. I've heard so many stories of people getting hurt. The tabloids are full of people ODing, suicide, depression. Because they're constantly needing to seek validation. Because... If you don't go into an audition strong, if you don't go into the audition knowing who you are, if you walk out of that audition, nine times out of 10, you're going to be thinking what you did wrong. Maybe you you would be thinking what you did right, what you did amazing. But if you don't get that phone call, if you don't get that gig, it could damage you. It could add to that What's going on in your psychosis? Again, I'm not saying everything in the industry is like that. Please understand. I'm not saying this, but what I'm, I am saying is through my experience in hindsight, looking back, I saw so many opportunities where I wasn't who I was. I was afraid to be the person that I wanted to be because I was afraid of losing the opportunity. And you have to ask yourself. Is that worth the quality of my life? If it is, then proceed. If it isn't, then please take a moment. Breathe. And dig deeper. Why is this not sitting well with me? Why is this? Why is this not working for me? And then ask those questions. And then what you're going to probably need after that is a support system. You know, I want to tell you, living in LA for those seven years, nothing against anyone in LA, nothing against people who are coming from a different state, country, pursuing their dream or what have you. But I have some strong ties genuine relationships with people and most of them have nothing to do with the industry or maybe they're in a different industry. And that really helped me. That really showed me when I look back on this life, Am I going to feel this stress, this anxiety around what I, the person that I should, that I wanted to be? Or am I going to be just relaxed and calm because I made the choice to be the person that I am and who I choose to be? And I didn't settle for anything less. I think back to that time in China on that set. I think it was raining that day. I wanted to give a backbone to that kid who got bullied on set. But yet I couldn't give it to myself. That's a dangerous environment to be in. So I'm really glad that I listened. I came across that that uh, Joe Rogan talking about the, the people that he experienced in, in L.A. And he was really speaking from his heart. He was really saying people are the way that they are because of the environment he was really trying to give a warning give a like you know if you're suffering through that please recognize that and and figure it out if that's what you want i have many friends that are in the industry and are thriving they're doing amazing and they are genuine they are who they are they found good people my concern my sharing is More for, I guess, those that struggle with, can they be themselves? Should they be themselves? I also want to mention this. I saw many examples of sexual, borderline sexual harassment, if not sexual harassment. I saw women being treated unfairly, disrespected, an object, and yet at that time, I was afraid to do something because I was worried about my own situation. One of the people our company worked with was Harvey Weinstein. I remember hearing stories about Harvey and how he had the kind of power to tell a upcoming actress or, I mean, uh, someone coming in for a casting or what have you. The stories that I heard, how he acted, how he treated women, I was disgusted even back then. It was really unsettling. But I made excuses up. I said, well, maybe when you get to a certain amount of uh, status, power, People accept that. Maybe the the woman going in for the casting or or whatever, um, that's what she wanted. Looking back at that situation, looking back to hearing those stories and hearing other men talk about women, uh, especially Asian women, in a way that was very harmful, very toxic. I wish that I was brave enough to say, Guys, don't do that. It's very disrespectful. That's the tough thing. We need to have the tools to equip us to be ready to stand up for others or for ourselves. Self care, learning to take time to get to know you to love you to focus on you to take care of you recognize what you accept and what you don't accept in this world in this lifetime is valuable is important and maybe it's just me but even back then i had a little sense that those women that were being um those women that were being treated poorly disrespected they didn't want it either but they were hoping for the opportunity so they stuck with it and they didn't say anything I hope this episode doesn't make you feel that I'm not open to different perspectives different opinions different personalities different um, ways of doing things in the industry or in certain cities I wanted to talk about this topic for this episode, because I've been wanting to be in spaces more where people might be struggling with empowering themselves, recognizing how beautiful they are as they are. And so when you go into that audition, you already know who you are you're just putting on an act to get the role if you like what you heard if you want to hear more please um subscribe like uh follow and uh let me know who who you like to um what topic or who you like to hear from and if you have somebody that you Uh, would like me to speak to um, on the podcast, please let me know. All right. Okay. We'll catch you all later and uh, take care, everyone. Remember you are loved. You are worthy. You are enough. Blessings to all of you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. And remember, you are loved, you are enough, and you are worthy. Blessings to all of you.